is Dave Kinchin tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with us on this lovely special edition of the Dave Kinchin Tonight podcast, the sports edition, the Michigan State Duke possible birth to the Final Four edition. Somebody's going to the Final Four, and of course, in this program, we're all about the mean green Michigan State Spartans, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it is uh, not usually a sports podcast that we do, but we just have to because, you know, it's what we do. It's what we love, March Madness, coming down to the Elite Eight weekend and uh, a, a chance to set up the Final Four weekend. So, uh, wow. Wow, we are here, folks. This is it. Uh, Michigan State in the Elite Eight for the first time since 2015 and a chance to go back to the Final Four, but Michigan State has to take on Zion Williamson, the, the hardest player to guard in 20, 25 years. Some analysts have said this is big, this is huge. I mean, you don't need me to say that. It's I mean, Look at the rankings. Look at, look at everything on the line. Uh, at, at the uh, Capital One Arena, Washington, D.C., is where it's all going down. Um, legions of Spartan faithful uh, converging there. Uh, actually, a pep rally taking place before that around 1 o'clock. I, um, I've got some friends over at the uh, D.C. Spartans uh, alumni group who do a great job on social media pushing everything going on with this game. Uh, so we are looking forward to it. We know you're looking forward to it, to it as well. Um, this show is really, of course, it's from the Michigan State side. Sorry, folks, if there are some Duke Blue Devils listening. We love you as listeners, but you know this is all about Michigan State right here. Um, trying my hand at some sports podcasting, too, so we'll see how that goes as well. <laughs> i make sure that I, I don't say home run when talking about basketball. Well, of course, we're not going to do that. Um, it is the weekend show of the podcast. We hope you had a great week. Um, by the way, just a couple of housekeeping notes, uh, literally, uh, we've got, we are in our block where the studio is, is in the middle of some construction, there's a business that's coming in and they're, uh, you know, unfortunately, they could not stop their drilling and, and hammering, uh, even for the premier Dave Kinchin Tonight podcast, uh, that's the fastest growing podcast where you can get podcasts, at least one of the fastest growing, I've seen the numbers, folks, by the way, it's been great, this show and uh, the other show, the classic rock show, Rock of Nations, we just did a show, um, uh, the weekend show on Saturday night, so that's up there online if you want that on. Uh, you, you should want that. You know you do if you like your classic rock music. We count down the top ten uh, session musicians, the people who are not in the band, but they play with the band, or the people who play with the, the, the big solo artists in the studio. They lay down the guitar or the bass or whatever, then they go on to the next project. Uh, so the many unsung heroes, although many of them are actually pretty famous in their own right, playing with Eric Clapton, Phil Collins, people like that. So um, that's the Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google, Podbean, also wherever you get podcasts pretty much, but uh, definitely on Google Play, definitely on Spotify, definitely on iTunes. There's no way that you cannot get that show. Uh, the same with this one here, Dave Kinchin tonight. Um, so yeah, you know, let's just pretend that the uh, the, the hammering is the drill, the, is the dribbling on the basketball court. So that <laughs> maybe we'll keep the theme music running a little longer, right, uh, Mr. Director? Should we? Yeah, that sounds good. It's just uh, and and by the way, the, you know, in our studios, of course, you do get the regular sounds of the city. You know, that's part of this show. That's that's how we have it engineered where we want. Uh, you know, you can hear the people driving by, and you can probably hear the rain. I mean, this has been a rainy, dreary day. See, on this podcast, you don't just get sports now. You don't just get a plug for the classic rock show, uh, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, you get your traffic report. We've got traffic. That's the report. Back to you. And, and we have your weather report. It's raining and cloudy. 
back to you. Uh, thank you guys for the, that traffic and weather report. That's the fastest traffic report and the fastest weather report you're ever going to get. Trust me, on this side of the Mississippi and this side of the Atlantic, somewhere in between there, on this great East Coast. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is the, it, the East Coast is the battle of it all. The, the giant from Spartanburg, uh, I love that, Spartanburg, um, I think it's North Carolina, um, uh, of course, uh, the, the Duke's uh, biggest star they've had in years, Zion Williamson. I love the fact that he's from uh, Spartanburg, but the Spartans may uh, ha have the best chance in years of, of beating him and beating Duke. But they got to work together. You know, we've got we've got uh, the, the fastest growing Spartan uh, after getting yelled at uh, infamously by Tom Izzo, uh, Aaron Henry. We've got. Uh, uh, Xavier Tillman, we've got you know, Cash Money, Cashers Winston, we've got a whole incredible lineup, folks, and, and I'll tell you, this team has been through so much, this Michigan State Spartan squad has been through so much, they've been through hell and back, and, well, they're back uh, in the Elite Eight for the first time in three years, or four years, and they have a chance, of course, to go to the Final Four, so really pumped about that, really excited about that as well, so um, the Philadelphia Spartans, uh, they'll be doing a viewing party tonight, um, somebody on the horn there. I think they're a Duke fan, so they're, they're not going to stop this podcast. No one's going to stop this podcast. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but we are, you know, we live for this. The reason this show, this particular one, is all about this big game is not just because this game is, is here. It's we're doing it because this game, for, for fans, takes you so far back to, you know, at least for me, 2001, when I first got into Michigan State University as a freshman and fell in love with, with the campus, fell in love with the team. You know, they just came off the 2000 national title. And, uh, you know, you, you watch these games and you, you live for beating teams like Duke. It happened once, once, uh, 2005. It happened once in, in the last 11 years, or, you know, one, well, one in 11, we'll put it that way. So once in the last 12 cycles, but hey, it could happen this time. We are, we're really looking forward to this. Jazzed, excited, pumped, everything you can have and be. It is Dave Kinchin tonight. It is the fan edition of the show, the Spartan edition of the show. Um, you, you always know how it's funny when every team, this is the unofficial uh, Michigan State podcast. We have to say that, you know, just for licensing, which we don't have, um, but the, we can, you know, talk about it as a public institution. Um, this is the the unofficial Michigan State Spartans basketball uh, podcast, uh, if you will, um, purely from the fan side of things. And what's great is if you ever watch, you know, many of these big games, you know that there's a, uh, you know, there's the radio, t radio broadcast for the opposing team and the other for, for each team and it's kind of funny to listen to how these games stack up side by side but uh, hey it is it, excuse me <clears throat> it is great to be with you it is great to to have this excitement to have this passion and uh, um, despite the you know the construction going on and things around us we are going to have a wonderful show and be with you and celebrate everything green and white here in the busy Dave Kinchin tonight, downtown Philadelphia Podcasting Center, uh, we don't believe it for a second. We don't believe it for a second when Coach K says uh, that it's not about beating a certain coach. That that uh, he said in his press conference uh, before the the uh, the game tonight, um, he said it's not about uh, comparing records between coaches. 
don't believe it for a second. And don't believe it either when one of the uh, assistants from Michigan State's Tom Izzo uh, squad, one of the assistant coaches said that Tom Izzo, that the team is at peace uh, with uh, where they stand with beating Duke. They're 1-11. They've only beat them once in the last uh, you know dozen tries or so. Don't believe it for a second when one of their assistants says, or our assistants as a Michigan State uh, podcast, uh, unofficial podcast, of course, um, don't believe it when they say they're at, you know they're at peace. Of course they want to beat Duke. Of course they want to beat. Well, that's a given. Of course they want to beat Coach K. And and the record has bothered Tom Izzo in the past. It's bothered me. You know, I, I love you know. But what I do agree with is um, the coaching staff saying that essentially they are at peace with the fact that they can compete with anybody in the country. This is true. This is very much true. And if there's you know this is a few years ago. Um, you know, Michigan State fans and so forth were saying, you know, that was the best team ever. And Izzo was criticized for being out uh, very early, I think by the second round, and not going deep with the, the most talented Michigan State team that he had in years since the 2000, and, uh, 2000 championship. I didn't entirely agree with that. It was an incredibly talented team, but I don't think the chemistry was there the way the chemistry is for this team. This team has, lit, as we said in the opening, has been through hell. This team has been through injuries. Um, it's been through, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's seen a university dragged through very tough negative headlines, um, in particular with the very controversial reporting about the basketball program um, in which many people rushed to the defense um, of, a, of a national report that, that uh, linked... Uh, coaches to the whole Larry Nasser thing when, of course, there is no connection between the two. So I think there's something that's happened at this university. There's something that's happened on the team and, and, and probably every institution that's that's banded people together. There's been a lot that Spartans have been through in the last two years, you know, um, and, and some of it, it, most of it goes way beyond sports. And, and sports is the last thing that should ever come to mind when talking about the Nasser scandal and everything else. Um, as far as the seriousness and the tragic nature of what happened. Don't get me wrong on that. I do think that sports is something that can bring people together. And when you've been through hell, when you've been through so much, you want something to get away from all of that. And you want that togetherness. And I think this is something, what's happening with this team, this is helping the success that, you know, beating Michigan three times, winning the Big Ten tournament, um, winning a share of the Big Ten title. By the way, um, did Purdue's out, right? Purdue, did you see that Virginia game? Uh, Virginia Purdue. I mean, that was an that was a crazy, crazy game that that by a hair went Virginia's way. Um, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. I, I saw the highlights. I, yeah, uh, with checking my notes here. Um, but we we have so much uh, to be thankful for as a community. Um, and to, to, to be where we are in this position where we've seen this team, um, we've seen especially so many Big Ten teams, uh, you know, like Purdue, you know, take a spill and, and get knocked out of, of the competition, even as great as they are. Uh, and even though they beat us, and even though we, we won a share of the uh, title with them, the Big Ten regular season title, um, to see us grow and get to this point where you know, we have a chance at destiny here. I mean, we have a chance, you know, to compete for a national title um, once we get, you know, past Duke, which I believe we will. 
Um, again, this podcast, you know, you may have to forgive me here if you're listening to this show a little bit later. Um, and and I and will argue it the other way too. Even if we don't get there, uh, and it doesn't happen, there's already been tremendous victory for this season, and we've had so much to celebrate. Um, as we've beat teams in our conference, as we talked about, as we've beat some big teams around the country, um, there's something bringing this campus and and this alumni group of more than half a million people together. That's a special thing. You can't argue with that. I mean, it's a it's a special bond, and I love that. You know, I I had the the Michigan State uh, Washington D.C. Spartans group reach out to me, and at first I they they said, you know, Dave, we need you at this game. At first I thought, you know. They were saying some things. Turns out the person who runs the account is is from the the uh, Philadelphia area, and and they recognize me from you know news broadcasting, which is great. It's a small world, but um, you know, for I felt this incredible sense of inclusion uh, to have them reach out to to me is just one of you know just a handful of well, one of many many people on the East Coast, um, and and be a part of this this great legion of of uh, fandom and excitement. Um, and you live for this. I mean, you just absolutely live for this moment. You live for um, what this process is all about. Now, in speaking of all of that, we have to get into one of the more serious issues that's been discussed throughout all of this, and that is Tom Izzo's uh, explosive uh, uh, treatment on Aaron Henry, the freshman, after uh, he failed to get back on on a side, you know, once, uh, you know, d- during the first game, uh, you know, against Bradley, you know, in, in the original, uh, well, the first round. And, you know, he had, Tom Izzo had his fence, f- fist, his fist clenched. Uh, he had, uh, you know, anger in his face and redness like we've seen before many times when he's gone off on people. Remember way back when, I think it was 2001, when Aloysius Alagagne stepped out of bounds, the big guy who always just seemed to, was a little clunky and always seemed to step out of bounds, and Izzo just went off on him one time. At least I remember that, a younger uh, Izzo. Well, the same kind of idea with Aaron Henry. It was a, it became the subject of national sports debate and beyond. You know how coaches treat their players when coaches go too far. The idea of a multi-million-dollar college coach um, berating a young man who's not a paid athlete. Well, I would, and this is where you know my journalist hat kicks in, and you know we have to be fair and we have to be balanced about this kind of thing. And I would say, well. The, the synopsis of what I've heard from folks is that, um, you know, I've been, I've been following this in the, the busy downtown studio here and, and, you know, looking at the news coverage of it over the last, and not so much now, I mean, it's kind of died down a little bit in the last day or so. There was a question, the last three days, there was a question that Tom Izzo was, was asked about um, relating to the matter in the last press conference he did, or second to last press conference we did, which I thought was pretty late down the road, but the reason was that you know after that moment Aaron Henry stepped up and started scoring some big points and doing some big things and you know a freshman in this league at this level at this level um, who knows if they'll get to another elite eight you know anytime soon we hope but it's all about right here and it's all about right now um, players have to step up now is that the way to convey the message to have your fi- your fist clenched as a coach and pointing your finger at your player and then later lunging at them with redness in your eyes and in your face, but not doing it, you know, not striking the player in a, in a, in a violent way. It's a bit much for a lot of people. 
for other people, it's coaching. I've heard former players for Time Izzo, not even Time Izzo, former players in, in sports in general, even football, saying that toughness is part of the game. Um, that, you, you know, that that kind of treatment, that parents don't allow that kind of treatment unless there is a special relationship between the player and that coach. And those relationships start way back. They start way back during recruiting. Um, Aaron Henry, it was reported, was recruited for a year and a half, you know. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a, if, and, and this is at any school. They, they say Coach K. It's been widely reported that Coach K berates his players in, in practice, you know, if cameras aren't even around especially. Um, and I would say to that, there's, there is, we'll, we'll break this down, there is a very special bond that forms between coaches and players. It's a family. Families can be tough. Families can be uh, intense at times. Um, I never played sports, so I don't really know what that world is like. I'm, that's one of the cool things. I, I even thought about doing a sports podcast from the outsider's perspective. It's not about X's and O's. It's about the body of work of coaching, the body of, you know, of great teams, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie, the connection to community. Um, because, you know, that's pretty much all I can really understand other than a few key plays and things like that. You know, the, the, the stats and, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know how they even compute half those stats. Um, so I, I will say that I understand the aspect of there is a very close relationship and dynamic. I understand it because I'm curious about it. I'm curious about how those bonds form and and how even, you know, for those who defend that kind of coaching, um, aggressive coaching, how they say it works. And, and, and in some cases, maybe it does work. Um I also think that there is a fine line, you know, we're, we're past the era of Bobby Knight and, you know, there was, there, were, there was even a limit for him, you know, throwing the chair and, and other stuff. There was a limit for him. There was a limit for a coach uh, who actually punched their players once way back when. Um, you can't do that, obviously. Um, that goes without saying. So where is the line, you know... Again, it, it's, it, it's, it's, I can't really, it's, it's not my place to take a position on that um, as a journalist, at least, or at least as a news-based journalist. Sports journalists can do that. You know, they can have a little bit more opinion. Hang on, i got to adjust the, uh, I'm adjusting the official Dave Kinchin tonight slash Rock of Nations chair. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that ultimately, uh, if relationships are in the right place and there is and, and players know what they're getting into and families know what they're getting into when that coach knocks on the door and sits in your living room and says, you know, I'm going to make you a star. You have the talent. We're going to get you a full ride scholarship. We're going to put a degree on your wall. You're going to have the best you know, assistants who can help you with the academics. You do the work. They're not doing it for you. You do the work. Um, but in all of that, you have a chance to be a legend at this place. You have a chance to raise a jersey, to raise a banner. You have a chance to cut down the nets. You have a chance to put a trophy up on that wall. That's a special thing, but... That coach, whoever that coach may be, would say, I'm going to work you. 
I'm going to be on you. Like white on rice. I'm going to be on you. I'm going to push you. And it's going to be intense. Now, for people, and, and again, you know, I, I'm, I'm an outsider. So for people who are part of that coaching world, and, and, and I think, to be honest, great players and their parents, I think their parents understand that. Um, their parents, well, you have to draw a line here. I think most of them would probably say, you know, that maybe their parents are like that or they at least understand that kind of dynamic, that intensity of, of sports, especially if sports runs in the family. You know, if the dad is a coach or if the dad played on a big team or something like that, you can make the argument that there is the understanding of that being uh, part of what you sign up for. On the other side side of it, there might be parents who just turn the other way. You know, they want to believe their coach has their player's best interest at heart. And, and, and look, it's on the NCAA to look out for that. It's on the, the, the conferences especially to look out for that. It's on the universities to look out for that. So who knows if there are parents looking the other way and they're not comfortable with that kind of aggressive treatment from coaches uh, yelling. And, when, and again, let me be clear. We're not talking about physical violence, obviously. Okay, we have to spell this out for people sometimes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about intense, in-your-face, yelling, cussing, stuff like that. Now, me personally, I, you know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go for it, you know, in terms of, of well, then again, I can't play basketball either. So, <laughs> you know, they would, a coach would, would yell at me for even touching the ball. You know, I mean, I wouldn't even be, wouldn't even be qualified enough to do that. It, it, ultimately, it, it all comes down to what a program is about, what an organization is about, and how parents feel about that. All of that's part of it. But I can definitely say that, you know, no coach should be physically abusive. That is obviously a no-no. Um, I didn't particularly see that um, in this case. I've seen that in other cases with, with other coaches. Um, but th those are the famous cases that have been dealt with. That is, you know, we, we don't generally have these conversations about this because it's not something that we generally see a lot all the time. Now, again, closed-door practices, you know, I would think that it, they're intense. But even then, you don't have anything physical going on. Obviously, that's where we draw the line with anything. Um, there are legal matters there for crying out loud and moral matters for crying out loud. Um, but I think there is a spe you know there's something interesting and very unique either way you, you you look at it on this issue about the fact that there's in key deep long-standing deeply rooted relationships that develop between players and coaches and families and on top of that the player the families they know what the player's getting into if intensity is part of that coaching process so that's, at the end of the day, maybe it's just a world that you have to be in to understand, to have a better perspective on. But then again, there are athletes who are in that world who have an understanding of it and don't like it. And I've said so. And that's their right too. Um, I'm personally, my position on it is I want to find out more about this, more about coaching. I want to talk to more coaches. Um, I never played sports, as I said. So, you know, when you have two left feet and you don't really get that, um, you know, I had a chance to make the middle school basketball team. I was running one day and kind of jumped to tap the top of uh, the doorway in my classroom as I, as I got in there. 
I think I was running a little late, and the basketball coach, uh, Coach Vance, saw and walked over to me, and I, I knew exactly what he was going to say. He said, you should try out for the team. You know, <laughs> um, He probably didn't know how big of a joke that was, <laughs> so I tried out, had no idea what I was doing, didn't make it. Uh, but, you know, who knows what the what your perspective would be if you're in that. But I, I am interested in that world, and I think we'll, we'll do more talking about it on this show because, you know, if, you, if you're like me and you're kind of an outsider, um, to the, the internal dynamics of sports and the sports world in college and pro, um, then we can discover that together. So that'll be a pretty cool thing. So we talked about it here. We, we had to, you know, you can always tell me how you feel about it at Twitter, uh, Twitter at Dave Kinchin USA, and you can give me your opinions on that. Um, again, you know, no physical abuse should ever be allowed in coaching. That's not something I necessarily, that, that I saw in this instance. Uh, personally, you know, just my own two eyes, I didn't see that. Um, there have been other cases where that has been, has happened, and, and that's wrong and has to be dealt with, obviously. Um, but it, it's, it, it, there's something to be said about relationships, families, what they know about what they're getting into. And, you know, if they're, if they're okay with it, they're okay with it. If they're not, they're not. Um, but I will tell you that uh, there's nothing like, seeing a team put something together on the court. You know, you don't always see the practices. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen a practice uh, in person, but seeing a great body of work, I just hope that everything that went into that is on the up and up for any team, for any great team, and that's really the best you can do. No matter what, Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what, this has been one of the greatest years in Michigan State basketball that we could ever have. This has been a fantastic, you know, emotional, energizing, you know, we're down, then we're up, we're, you know, don't ask me what happened with the Indiana losses. Indiana, Indiana just seemed to be a bad state for us this time around, but, um, to win the you know a share of the Big Ten regular season, the tournament, and beyond in the NCAAs, uh, you know I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be prouder. Uh, I haven't felt this kind of excitement in years. I mean, I, I this this feels kind of like the Rose Bowl to be honest with you. You know, back in 2014, I haven't felt this kind of energy, this kind of excitement, this kind of elation in many years. And you know, again, this is a national show, so we, we try to keep it you know. Appeal to everybody, um, and and but look, Michigan State's a national team, so this is a time where we uh, we had no shame, no shame on the Dave Kinchin Tonight Show, and we talked about uh, the team we love, the team that we know you love, and if you don't, well, you should certainly like us a little bit. I think. Hey, that is the show. It's the weekend edition of Dave Kinchin Tonight. Um, we'll get back to the more serious, uh, you know, topics that we deal with. Uh, we're, we're switching formats a little bit, by the way, too. We're just going to do one show during the week, just so we can get a little bit more in. We'll do one bigger show during the week, on midweek or so, and then we'll have the weekend show where we kind of recap things and, and uh, you know, do the interviews and that sort of thing, too. So it's a little, it works out a little bit better for everybody. We can go do a little bit more, put a little more meat on the bones, and then, um, you know, 
give a, a, a one bigger package that we can submit to you all during the week, and then the uh, the, the coveted weekend show as well. Uh, by the way, this show started on Michigan State's campus. I should have said that way earlier in the show. We started this show back when it was it was Dave Kinchin tonight. Then it became Kinchin Gonzalez tonight with my friend Nick Gonzalez. We started the show uh, back in. Uh, back on Michigan State's campus in 2007, did the show, I think six, 2006, did the show until 2011, uh, and then we came right back at it uh, here in Philadelphia, so it, it's you know great to kind of have a, a bit of a reunion, and, and part of it is, you know, we talked a lot about sports then too, and of course, MSU, and uh, so it's great to kind of go back to that, um, that fun, at least in my mind, to go back to those great times on campus uh, talking about sports on this show and to do it once again. So go green, go white, always, ladies and gentlemen. Spartans will to Spartan Nation. We love you. We salute you. Until next time.